When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome in episode 98. What's right with Nick Wright after a great listen. Yesterday was not a great day of football, but it was a great evening of football. It you know, it is so nice in such a polarizing, trying times, seemingly tragedy after tragedy, blotting the news with the holidays coming up, that all of us have one part of our lives that we can rely on, which is if Patrick Mahomes is the nationally televised game, we can all as a country get together and collectively watch the greatest player to ever play. Show us once again why he's the greatest player to ever play. I said to Demonze yesterday, I don't it, you know how people, if they have traumatic childhoods, they block out memories. They just have big patches of time missing. I said to Demonze yesterday, I don't even know how I was a football fan before Patrick Mahomes came into my life. I don't know how I dealt with Matt Castle and Brody <laughs> Croyle and even the Alex Smith and Trent Green years were, were decent, but you just knew that the hammer was coming at some point. Now you are the hammer. Yep. Now you get to be that guy. I got to tell you, rooting for Patrick Mahomes, 10 out of 10. Strongly recommend. <laughs> Here is what is not on the show today. Not making the show today is Kyrie rejoining the Nets. Also, I don't think making the show today, Clay Thompson showing 41. Little, 41 and back-to-back good games. But yesterday's game was outstanding, and they needed all of it to beat the Rockets because they're not any good. Right. But Clay, Clay bouncing back is a great story. Road win. The Rams dropping to three and seven. Matt Stafford injured. The Rams are two weeks away from officially having the worst defense of a Super Bowl in NFL history. And that is a guarantee that it's coming. Do you know off the top of your head who the Rams play next week, by the way? Uh, maybe the Bills? No, the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, they play the Chiefs, so that'll be nice. <laughs> and then Team USA at 2 p.m. Eastern today on Fox plays Wales. If you're watching us live, it obviously hasn't happened yet. England just trounced Iran uh, in the opening game today. Yesterday, uh, Ecuador crushed uh, Qatar in the opening game of the World Cup. We will cover the World Cup on this show. However, the England-Wales game, or I'm sorry, the U.S.-Wales game, pardon me, which is if the U.S. wins that game, I see no scenario where they don't advance to the group stage. 
If they lose that game, they're starting off way behind the eight ball. A draw would be okay, but a win and you're in great shape. I'm predicting a 2-0, 2-0, I should say, United States win. If you're listening to this, you know, after the game is played, you'll see how I do. All right, Demonte, let's get to it. What are we starting with today? Uh, new week, same story, man. The Chiefs were down late and came back. Yeah. This week's victims, the L.A. Chargers, who scored a touchdown with 146 remaining. Yeah. Mahomes led a 75-yard drive capped off with a touchdown from Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He also increased his win streak in the months of November and December to 25 games. Yeah. He's also never lost a road game in his division, which is, like, pretty crazy. It's impossible, but right. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, did Mahomes officially lock up his his uh, standing to be MVP? Oh, well, no. Listen. We're going to talk a lot about this game. The idea, I saw a lot of people saying that yesterday. Oh, the MVP race is over. Let me remind you about how the voters in the past have screwed this up. In 2020, Patrick Mahomes was the defending Super Bowl champion, defending Super Bowl MVP, did not win MVP the year before because Lamar did. So it's not like voter fatigue. He'd only ever won one. They were the defending champs. He played 15 games. Didn't play the 16th game because they had everything locked up. He went 14-1, and one, had 38 touchdowns and six picks, a 108 rating, and got one MVP. Aaron Rodgers won it. Josh Allen finished second. Mahomes finished third. So the idea that the voters come the end of December might not convince themselves, well, actually, it's Tua, or, well, actually, it's <laughs> Jalen, or some other nonsense, that could happen. Now, MVP voting changed just on Friday. It got announced. Previously, what the NFL had done, 50 voters submit one name. Unlike the NBA, where you submit a ballot, one through five. The NFL's changing it, where they are submitting a ballot now of one through five for MVP. Obviously, he's the MVP. Obviously, he's the best player in the league, but that doesn't mean he's going to win it. Go ahead. Speaking of Tua, yeah. we always get on your head for, like, you know, like your, your takes that age badly. Mm -hmm. But you were spot on on the last pod about getting on the Chiefs after the Chargers took the lead and getting oh. them on the money line. Uh, so I'm giving you credit you. where it's due. I told you guys on TV and on the pod, I told America, don't lay the six. It started at seven, got all the way down to four and a half said, don't lay that with the Chiefs. Wait until they're trailing and then bet them either minus less than a field goal or on the money line. I did both yesterday. I made three live Chief, Chief bets yesterday. I bet them minus two and a half when they were down early. Right. Because now you only have to win by a field goal. I bet them at halftime plus 120 to win. And then I bet them right after the Chargers scored a touchdown at plus 170 when they were down, what would it be? Down four with a minute 45 and two timeouts. So I bet them three times live in game. I want it. So we'll talk big picture in a moment, but about that game. People killed me because the Chiefs were up three after the Keenan Allen fumble. Right. And there was about eight minutes left and they're driving. And for me, obviously what you're rooting for there is a touchdown. Go up 10 in the game. But my worst case scenario in that spot was not a turnover. For me, the worst case scenario would have been a long drive that ends in a field goal where you go up six 
There's like three and a half to four and a half minutes left, and it's just going to be the Chargers get the ball last. So the Chiefs then fumble, and the Chargers get the ball with seven minutes left. And I tweeted, obviously, I wanted a touchdown, but oddly, I prefer a turnover with seven minutes than a field goal with four minutes. And every the replies to that tweet, oh, my God. People, so many memes, the crying guy with the mask on. Tell me how this makes sense. But the logic was exactly what played out. Right. With seven minutes left, Mahomes is getting the ball back. And if Mahomes is getting the ball back, we're going to (laughs) win. The only thing I didn't want was the Chiefs to go up less than a full touchdown, take enough time off the clock, where the Chiefs defense, which played okay yesterday, and is better this year than in years past, but I still don't fully trust that the game can end with Herbert just driving the field and with 20 seconds left, scoring a touchdown to go up one. That's So it, the, re, the reason that I felt that way is the Chiefs with Mahomes do feel inevitable. So it's not just 25 straight in November and December, like you said. It's not just 24 and three his career in the division, which is absurd when you consider that division has had Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and of course the clown show that the Broncos have had uh, at quarterback. But it's not like Brady going up against the AFC East forever in these terrible divisions. It's supposed to be a good division with good quarterbacks. The 14-0 on the road is insane. But the more insane numbers are Mahomes in his career when trailing by 10 points, which he never did in this game, when 60% of his games, second best is Brady at 38%. Mahomes now, when trailing, going into the fourth, is 9-6. and six. 60% of his games, when trailing, going into the fourth quarter, he wins. The next best quarterback, I just saw this tweet, the next best quarterback on that list is... Jay Schroeder, who wins 35% of his games. So nobody in league history wins 36% of the time when trailing going into the fourth, except for Mahomes, who does it 60% of the time. If, if every game the Chiefs trailed going into the fourth quarter, th- with that win percentage, they'd still be a playoff team. It is the most remarkable trait any quarterback has ever had. And then you add this to it. Kelsey is the best tight end to ever live. What's he got? Like it's like three straight games. Not three straight games, but he's had like a such and such amount of games with three plus touchdowns. Oh, well, so this year. I think he just broke a record last night. Okay, so he might have. So he has two games this year with three plus touchdowns. He has a four touchdown game against the Raiders, a three touchdown game against the Chargers. The record he broke last night was most career 100-yard games by a tight end. The record that in that single-game parlay that I thought he was going to break when I bet him over 80 and a half. Also, no other tight end in NFL history has ever had four consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Kelsey is 145 yards away from his seventh consecutive 1,000-yard season. So it is, I mean, he's 33 years old, by the way. And he did it yesterday against Derwin James, the best safety in the league. And a guy who historically has given Kelsey some problems. But 
His final three catches were three touchdowns. All touchdowns, and they won them the game. And so you see these other quarterbacks, like two-time defending MVP Aaron Rodgers, who loses Devontae Adams and is in shambles all year. The Chiefs trade away Tyreek Hill. McCall Hardman injured for this game. Juju injured for this game. Kadarius Toney injured during this game. Who gives it? It doesn't matter. And that then brings us to this. Kent Swanson tweeted, the rest of the AFC West spent a billion dollars to dethrone the Chiefs, and it's over by Thanksgiving. So the Raiders added Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and traded a first and a second round pick. The Chargers added J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. The Broncos added Randy Gregory and Russell Wilson and traded, what was it? Two firsts, two seconds, and three players. Those six players got $580 million worth of contracts. The Chiefs let Tyron Matthew leave, traded away Tyreek Hill, got younger, got extra draft picks, got extra cap room moving forward. And they are right now to win the division. And we're not yet to Thanksgiving. Minus 7,000. So you want to win 100 bucks on the Chiefs to win the AFC West? All you got to do is lay $7,000 and you win a nice tidy $100. They're the biggest favorites of any team to win any division in the league. It was supposed to be the toughest division ever. And I'm going to add one other point. <laughs> 32 teams left. If you rank them 1 through 32, as far as remaining strength of schedule, so the combined record of all their opponents, the hardest schedule remaining is the Giants. They have Philly, they have Washington coming out, they have Dallas. They're, they, they're, the teams they're playing have a combined winning percentage of like 680. The easiest remaining schedule in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. So the benefit to playing nine of your first 10 games against teams the previous year with a winning record is if you can get through at eight and two, it's smooth sailing the rest of the way. They are at Cincinnati. They are home for Seattle as their only games left against teams with a winning record. They are they have another game. I would the, the Chiefs remain other than those two games. They have Houston, two against Denver, the Raiders. And one other game that I can't remember right now. They are running away. They are going to run away with the one seed, and it's not even going to be close. And so what's the one game I forgot? The Oh, the Rams. The Rams this week. Right. The Rams, who are one of the three worst teams in football. The Texans, who are the worst team in football. The Broncos, two of them against them, who have the worst offense in football. And the Raiders in the final week of the year when the Chiefs will probably rest people. And then a tough game against Cincy and a tough-ish game at home against Seattle. Man, so many of my colleagues look like utter buffoons. Oh, the Chiefs are going to finish third in the division. Oh, the Chiefs took a step back. Oh, the AFC West, the toughest division ever. Okay. Somebody told y'all. Somebody told y'all, and I'm not in at, you know what, we can move on. Do you want to say anything? No, I was just going to say a while ago, imagine if it would have been Kelsey instead of Terry Hill. That they traded away? Yeah. Do you think that would have been a 
You think they would have been a? Been I think that Kelsey is more valuable to the Chiefs than Tyreek Hill. He fits the scheme though. Well, also, I think he is so far and away better than every other tight end. You could, you can't duplicate what he does. Right. Hill might he and Justin Jefferson, the two best receivers in football, and you can't duplicate what Tyreek does but you can piecemeal some of it together. You get a super fast guy in Hardman. You get, you know what I mean? You can get a shifty guy in Kadarius Tony. You can't do it with Kelsey. Kelsey after Mahomes is the second most important chief. And third, by the way, is Chris Jones, who quietly has had the second best season of any defensive player in football behind only Michael Parsons. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. By the way, the poll question, is Kelsey the greatest tight end ever? 66% say yes, 34% are wrong. Next. <laughs> All right, the Cowboys went into Minnesota and blew out the Vikings, lost me a bet. Yeah. Uh, Vegas may have known what they were talking about when they made Dallas a road favorite. Many people suspect that many people suspected that the Vikings weren't as good as their record portrayed, including yeah. you obviously. Yep. Uh Minnesota has, now has a negative point differential for the season. Was this a Minnesota market correction or is it a Dal- or is Dallas the top 5 team? When Dallas is rolling, they do look like a top five team. Yeah, I gotta stop betting against them. Yeah, the, the, the that would be wise advice. Yeah. What do you think, Dallas at home on Thanksgiving against the Giants? What do you think the line is? Plus six and a half. Dallas. I mean, favored. minus my, Dallas minus, favored. By yeah, six Dallas and minus half. six and a half. Dallas by seven and a half. So okay. you're right. You're right in line. Uh, all right. So the Vikings and the Giants, by the way, are combined fifteen and five. And their combined point differential is negative one. Those teams are not as good as their record suggests. And also, by the way, a little more embarrassing for that loss for the old Buffalo Bills last week. Oh, you blow a 17-point lead against a team that then just gets 40-3. to (laughs) That game, DeMonze, got taken off TV. TV. And do you know how bad a blowout has to be for the networks to take the Cowboys off TV in favor of Pittsburgh, <laughs> Cincinnati. And they did it not like with four minutes left. They did it in the third quarter. <laughs> They're like, this thing is over. Listen, Bro. Pollard looks awesome for Dallas. Yeah. That defense, you know, after having a really poor showing against the Packers, is back to what it's been doing. And Micah Parsons was back to not exclusively, but spending most of his time rushing the passer like he should have been, which is smart. And it was really exceptional job by the Cowboys. There's, there's, there's no way around it. If I'm doing the top five teams, this just be off the top of my head. The chiefs and the dolphins have to be on there. I think I have the Niners up there. I know the record doesn't demand it. The Eagles deserve to be right in there. And then the Cowboys will be right alongside the Ravens, the Bills. We'll see the the Bengals, a few more questions there. Yeah, I mean, top five, top six. I got to be honest with you. We're going to talk a lot of Cowboys on the TV show today. I got to find something interesting to say about them because as good as they were yesterday, I don't have like a super hot or interesting Cowboys take. They kicked the crap out of the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, and to me, 
it was more an indictment on the Vikings. I'd love to give the Cowboys a ton of credit, and they do deserve it for winning that game after the terrible Packers loss. It could have spiraled for them. It didn't. But to me, that was was more about the Vikings. I understand the Vikings taking a, you know, exhaling after the win against Buffalo. Right. But that was such a no-show and such an embarrassing performance. It does make you wonder, the Vikings, if they're the two seed in the NFC, as they likely are going to be, and they're playing a home round one playoff game against, for instance, San Francisco, are you going to feel comfortable with the Vikings at all? I'm not. Sorry. I'm just not. All right, next. I'm the Niners, too. All right, despite despite a win against Carolina on 57% Sunday. 57% of the audience, oh, yeah. by the way, I always forget to do this, says Dallas is not a top five team. And by the way, your questions or your comments, put them in the chat. We'll get to them in the C block. All right, go ahead. All right, despite a win against Carolina on Sunday, Lamar Jackson has cooled off considerably after a hot start to the season. At the end of September, you said that the Ravens made a mistake by not giving him that extension. Uh, now it looks like that, or paying him the contract. Yeah. Now it's looking like they may have been right. Was Lamar's huge bet on himself mis- misguided? No, I don't think so. And it's not because Lamar's playing out of this world. It's because we all of a sudden, let's list the quarterbacks that we know are good. Okay? Quarterbacks that we know are good in no particular order. I'll just go through the standings, okay? I'll just go through division by division. AFC East, Josh Allen, and I'll include Tua. I don't, I, I don't yet know Tua is good, but let's include him because he's playing so great, okay? okay? We're at two. In the AFC North, Joe Burrow will include Deshaun Watson, even though he hasn't played football in two years, okay? We're at four. In the AFC South, Titans, Colts, I'd love to include Trevor. I can't yet. I In my heart, he's included. Texans, no. AFC West, Mahomes, Herbert. Carr, n- not sure, and we know Russell Wilson isn't. Right. Okay? NFC East, Jalen Dak. Yeah. Okay. Daniel Jones, Heineke, obviously not. NFC North. Set Kirk Cousins over here. Okay? Aaron Rodgers? Don't know. Justin Fields? Not enough yet. A dynamic, but not enough yet. NFC South? Nobody. I mean, there's Brady, but Brady is 45 years old. Like, you know, he's not a sustainable player. NFC West? Put... Gino over there, because Gino's, you know what I mean? Jimmy G, no. Kyler, put him over there. And then Stafford, who's in real trouble. There are only eight quarterbacks that we know are good with some question marks around the others. So even if you have all of those eight, which I wouldn't, better than Lamar, Lamar's going to get paid. Somewhere. You know what I mean? Nobody (laughs) took a, like, even if you've been disappointed with how Lamar's played as of late, he is by any definition a top 10 quarterback. Right. With Stafford going in the wrong direction, Rodgers going in the wrong direction, Kyler going in the wrong direction, Russell Wilson going in the wrong direction, Derek Carr going in the wrong direction. 
Jimmy G's staying in the same direction, right? <laughs> so Gino, Jalen, and Tua are the three guys who prior to this year we wouldn't have said are very good, who have now elevated themselves to good. But we've had a half dozen guys go in the other direction. And there are certain guys that I didn't even mention that we now know we can just write off. We can just write off Mac Jones. We can just write off Zach Wilson. They're, they're done. The Trevor's is a question mark for some. I like him, but we call him a question mark. We can write off Russell Wilson. He's done. We can write off. I, I know people get mad at this. You can write off Daniel Jones. He finally had to throw the football yesterday, and you saw what happened. So some of these, now you can, a guy who was starting to get written off, but is now moving in the right direction, Justin Fields. Yeah. But so when you have these young quarterbacks, so many of whom were like, oh, we don't know yet, and now they're out, and only one guy in Justin Fields like, oh, we didn't know, now he's in. So Lamar has helped himself, not by virtue of him being great, but him being fine. <laughs> right, exactly. And Competent. the rest of the league just going in the wrong direction. So they'll, I'll tell you right now, if you don't think, so there's two types of franchise tags, right? There's the exclusive franchise tag, which would be $45 million for Lamar next year and $55 million the year after, fully guaranteed each year, and then he'd be a true free agent. And then there's the non-exclusive franchise tag, which would be cheaper, but a team can forfeit its next two first-round picks and sign the player away from you. You don't think the New York Jets, if the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar, would give Lamar the best contract any player's ever gotten in NFL history? You don't think they'd offer him six years, $300 million fully guaranteed? $50 million a year for six years, fully guaranteed. I do. Yeah, you could change up some situations. Right. And so they, that's why the Ravens didn't play this way. Because the, the market for him, even without him playing at a super high level the last six weeks, the market for him has gone up, not gone down. All right, next. All right, we were pretty sure Josh McDaniels was the worst coach in football this week, but not to be outdone, Nat Hackett did a hell of a job blowing the they game to Vegas. Picks, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, they both make Jeff Saturday look like Vince Lombardi. Which AFC train wreck is in a worse spot moving forward, Denver or Las Vegas? Oh, it's not even close. We, uh, we already know the answer here. By the way, Broncos are 0-3 in overtime right now. The answer's Denver, and it's a gone by a mile. Yeah. So some of these Denver stats are not to be believed. Their record? With Demonze, they're three and seven. Okay. Are the the if Raiders they, are also three and seven, right? Yes. Right. But two and zero oh against the Broncos. Right. The Raiders one and seven <laughs> against the NFL and two and zero oh against the Broncos. <laughs> uh the Denver Broncos at three and seven would have the best record in the NFL if every game they scored eighteen points. Well. Nope. If through regulation they had 18 points, they would have the best record in the league. 18 points would make you a bottom five scoring offense. And if they did that, they'd have the best record in the league. So Denver is out future picks. So they're going to give to Seattle potentially a top five pick. Yeah, like let's, uh, they also signed Russell to this absurd contract. I don't know that there is a team in the league except for possibly 
If Stafford's cooked, which I don't know that he is, the Rams could be in real bad shape. Donald could retire. They're, you know, they, they're also out future picks. Right. They gave Stafford a big deal. All the quarterbacks who got big deals, by the way. Russell got a deal prematurely. Disaster. Rodgers got a deal. Disaster. Kyler got a deal. Disaster. Stafford got a deal. Disaster. Four quarterbacks got signed this offseason. But Denver, what do they have left? All right, they're at the Panthers this week. I mean, they, they're, they're all going to be games. Then home for the Ravens. <laughs> I'm sorry, at the Ravens, pardon me. Home for the Chiefs. Home for the Cardinals. Home for the Rams. Or at the Rams. At the Chiefs. Home for the Chargers. So, Ravens, Chiefs, Chiefs. And that Chargers game, Mike, the Chargers probably, it's week 18. It's it, For them, it'll be they have to win to have a chance of making the playoffs. Those are four. Can't see how they possibly win it. So Panthers, let's say they go undefeated, Panthers, Cardinals, Rams, which I don't think they will. That means they're 6-11. and 11. Their ceiling is 6-11. and 11. They have a real shot at being 4-13. and 13 and giving, they owe a first and a second round pick to Seattle. It's a disaster for them. A total. It's also a disaster for their defense. I feel bad for those guys. Best defense in the league. Yeah. It's like the 18 Every point week thing. the defense holds the opponent to 16 or less. Yeah. And every week they lose. And and by the way, in the, and I this was not a second guess. This was a first guess. I'm going to tell you guys, if you weren't watching it, this was another Nat Hackett special at the end of this game, but Russell Wilson was a co-conspirator in this. So at the, was that the game? Yeah, that was the game. So here's the situation. It's third and 10. It's the two-minute warning. The Raiders are out of timeouts. They're down three points. The ball is on the Denver 34, okay? If you run the football, play takes five seconds, 40 second of play clock, punt the ball. You are punting the ball with, Den with the Raiders backed up, down three, with a minute 10 left and no timeouts against that defense of yours. Right. Instead, they call a pass play a Stop pass play, and what where I say Russell Wilson's a co-conspirator, I <laughs> Russell Wilson You're talking about the incomplete pass where he was like running off to yes. the sideline. Yeah, go down, take the right. sack. Yeah, if you don't have an easy completion there, take the sack, eat this eight yards of loss, and take forty seconds off the play clock. Instead, the Raiders get the ball, of course. With a minute 43 left, would have been a minute three. And they end up kicking the field goal with 16 seconds left. It's just terrible. Russ has to know better than that. In fact, we were, I just thought about this. We were going to talk about the Eagles Colts game briefly on the TV show today. I'm going to text them and say we have to talk about the Broncos. <laughs> we have to talk about the Broncos. It's too much of a disaster to not talk about the Broncos. We'll do that next. Well, no, that's going to be on the TV show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fix the NFL playoffs, and we're going to play another game. 
Nick makes it right plus a game next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in Watch Right with Nick Wright. So it's episode 98. We'll get to your questions and your comments uh, in the following segment. Also, by the way, I should just note here a few things. One is subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, do all those things. Uh, also should note this week because of Thanksgiving, we're going to do a gambling show, uh, middle of the week before the Thanksgiving games would be my guess, but it won't be a live show. And then we'll be back on with another, what, uh, with another live show on Monday and the next week's schedule somewhat in the air. And I'll be honest about why it's in the air. I'm going to Vegas. The plan is to do a regular schedule next week on Thursday, a live show on Thursday, and a gambling show on Friday. However, if I decide I want to go to Vegas a day early, we might adjust it. So right now, that's the idea. Uh, but we're, so that that's the schedule the rest of the week. I, we were, go, well, you know what, Demonze? I'll let you set this up because I took something out of the show to put this into the show because we haven't done this in a while, and I think it's a good idea. Go ahead. All right, time for a segment of Nick Makes It Right. Yeah. Too many playoff teams, question mark. All right, you made us get rid of the Bills topic that was supposed to be here so you could talk about something to allegedly fix for the NFL playoffs that no one thinks that are broken. Yeah. So time for an impromptu. Nick makes it right. NFL playoff edition. Go ahead. Okay. So a couple years ago, the NFL added the seventh playoff teams. Yep. Which means it also eliminated a bye for the two seed in each conference. And we saw last last year was a year it was like, well, do we need the seventh playoff teams? Because the seventh playoff team in the NFC last year was the Eagles. They got annihilated by the by the Bucks. And the seventh playoff team in the AFC was the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they got mortified by the Chiefs. So it's like, ah, oh, did we really need them? But then you have a year like this year where it's like, oh, I'm glad there's gonna be a seventh playoff team because in the AFC, you know, the Chargers are the Chargers, I believe, are a good team. They're ruined by the injury bug. And the, the you know, they are they have played two games against the Chiefs where they controlled the first half, and then the Chiefs ended up chiefsing them and Mahomesing them. But those games go different. 
the Chargers all of a sudden are seven and three, and the Chiefs are six and four. Like, you know what right. I mean? It can switch real quick. The Bengals right now are the the Chargers, by the way, are the nine seed in the AFC right now. So I like the fact that there's the extra playoff team. In the NFC right now, the seventh seed is San Francisco. San Francisco might go to the Super Bowl. So it's I, I don't mind the seven playoff seed, the extra playoff seeds. Here's what I want to change. I do not think the final playoff spots, those seven seeds, should be assigned per conference. I think the way it should work is the seven seeds are the two best teams of, so you have 32 teams in the league. You have 12 that make the playoffs traditionally, right? Prior to this expansion. Four division winners, top two wild cards in each conference, AFC and NFC. Of the other 20 teams, I think the seven seed should be flatly the 13th and 14th team, even if they're both in the same same conference. So, for instance, I think it is on the board that the Giants are about to go into a tailspin. Okay? That the Giants are going to go from 7-2 and to 9-8. and But that will be enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. But on the flip side, what if in the AFC you have the Bengals keep winning and then the Patriots, Jets, Chargers, one of them gets hot, gets to 10 and 7, but is not enough, you know what I mean, is not enough to make it in. So here's what I would do. Those seven seeds are conference agnostic, and how we assign them is quite simply. the Since we have kind of damaged the two seeds' value because you don't get the buy, the two seed with the best record of the two two seeds gets to pick which of the two seven seeds it's going to play. So you would have like the added extra spice of your picking the opponent. You also would have potentially cross-conference matchups. It also would be super fascinating in this regard, which would be the Niners, I think people like them because the NFC is so weak. However, if the Niners knew, all right, we don't want to be the seven seed here, guys. Because we might get drafted over to the AFC side of the bracket right. and be playing in round one in Buffalo or something like that, then then you would have I because the other problem with it the way it currently is is you have a, a potential scenario where a seven seed gets to rest players in the final week of the regular season. Like right now in the NFC, let's say the Giants don't fall off. That they stay there. Well, San Francisco's five and four with the teams trailing them are Washington, Atlanta, Detroit. Like it's totally on the board that the Niners go into week 18 at nine and seven, locked into the playoffs. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, we can sit, guys. Right. We, you know what I mean? We we can't improve our seed. Say Seattle's locked the division. And now you're giving the the team that snuck into the playoffs its own bye week. Right. So 
I like the idea. Of course, I hate when I say that. Of course, I like the idea. Yeah. It's literally my idea that I just came up with. <laughs> of course, I like the idea. But I think the seventh seeds being conference agnostic and simply being the two best teams that weren't one of the top six teams in each conference. And if that means we get two AFC teams or if that means we get two NFC teams, so be it. As a little added bonus, the two seed that has the best record gets to pick which of those two teams it wants to play. That's my solution. I like it. Yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Yeah. The, that is a first cousin of my NBA playoff idea, which is because it's best of sevens. There's no buys. So, like, home court matters in the NBA. But the difference between being the one seed and the four seed, historic, like, it's not that big of an edge. The reason one seeds do so much better is not because of their path, but because they um at home. Well, it also they it. were the one seed because usually it means they were so much better than right. the four seed. But my argument for the NBA has always been you draft your playoff opponent. So after the play-in is done, you have teams one through eight there, and the one seed looks at the conference and says who they want to play. They say they pick right then and there who they want to play. You have the added kind of bad blood of, oh, they disrespected us. Right. They picked us. <laughs> I, the, I think it, it would be amazing television, amazing drama. I like the draft or playoff opponent in the NBA. And I so this would have an element of that. But really what it would allow for is it might not happen this year. But now that we've expanded the playoffs, there will be a year where a team, as a for instance, the Chargers, and maybe it will happen this year, is ravaged by injury, gets it together at the end of the year, gets to 9-8, and eight, misses the playoffs. Meanwhile, in the other conference, you have the 8-9 and nine Atlanta Falcons that somehow make the playoffs. And we're like, wait, what? Right. So this team that actually could be good is staying at home, and this team is just going to be lambs for the slaughter. All right, now let's get to our game. What's the game? Uh, we are playing freak out or chill out today. Oh, uh, cool. Good news, the Eagles beat the Colts 17-16. Bad news, they only beat Jeff Saturday's Colts by one. They've now had two bad games in a row. Should the Eagles freak out or chill out? Freak out is too strong, but I certainly would not chill out. And you got Green Bay next. I think that's like the ultimate test. All right, so let, let's play. Let's do this again, Demont. A little stealing from you know, uh, cousin Sal and Bill Simmons. Guess the lines. <laughs> what do you think the line is? Let me give you the full scenario because I think that's a night game. I know and, it's. I know it's on. Um, I know it's on. Yeah, in fact, I know it's a night game. Are the Eagles at home? That's what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to get it exactly right. This game is. Sunday night football in Philadelphia, the four and seven Packers at the nine and one Eagles. The line is what? Eagles plus five. You mean minus? I mean, yeah, I keep saying that. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles minus five. Minus a full seven. Damn. So not a lot of respect for Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, they don't really. The, and I do wonder, listen, the Eagles defense deserves a ton of respect. And the Colts, when Matt Ryan starts, are fine. Yeah. The Colts with Matt Ryan starts are not a horrific team. They, they, the two games they played with Ellinger, they looked like they were trying to give the season away. But the, <clears throat> prior to that, they obviously beat Kansas City. They had, you know, they were in a lot of games, and then since then, they beat the Raiders last week. And this week, they were right there 
to the very end against Philadelphia. Uh, if I'm Philly, I'm not freaking out, but I am understanding that with how Dallas looked this past week, I don't have a lot of games to play with because they have, like, everyone's been like, oh, the Eagles are definitely going to be the one seed, and they're probably going to be the one seed. However, they still have to, the, the rest of the way, there is only one game the rest of the way that I will say, oh, that's easy. Home for the Packers, not easy, even yeah. though I expect them to win. Home for the Titans is a legit hard game. The Titans are as well-coached as any team in football. At the Giants, the Gi it's a divisional game on the road. At the Bears, the Bears are, they don't win, but they eventually they'll win. They're interesting. Then at the Cowboys. So here's why I bring this up. If Dallas wins that game, they're a game back of Philly, and Philly has already given up a divisional game you, you know, earlier in the year against Washington, it could get interesting. Yeah. So I wouldn't freak out or chill out if I were Philadelphia, but I also feel resolute in my opinion that Philadelphia, while very good, I'm not ready to classify them as a great team despite a great record. Next. All right, the Bengals took care of business. Feel free to roast your producers about Pittsburgh plus four. Yeah, that one sucked. But more, I had a tough week of picks. Go ahead. But more importantly, they're only a game back from very shaky Baltimore. Should the Bengals freak out or chill out? Well, listen, I don't think they're going to catch Baltimore. And, I, and I, I don't mean to make this a schedule show. But remember earlier when I said the Chiefs have the easiest remaining schedule? Well, the Ravens have the second easiest remaining schedule. The Ravens, here's who they play the rest of the year. Jags, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals Week 18. And they've already beaten Cincinnati once. So if I'm the Ravens, I, I if I'm Cincinnati, do I think I can play spoiler? Do I think I can go on a run similar to last year? Maybe. But do I believe if I'm them that I am going to, that, I, that I'm realistically going to catch Baltimore? I don't think they're going to catch Baltimore. Next. All right, the Giants who you picked minus three were destroyed at home by the Lions. They're still in the playoffs for now, but they head to Dallas Thursday, then have Washington two times in three weeks. Plus, they lost six players due to injury yesterday. Should the Giants freak out or chill out? Oh, they should freak out. Yeah. Uh, maybe they've given themselves enough of a cushion, but that home game against Detroit yeah. is a crushing loss. <laughs> and not being able to run the ball on Detroit is odd right. and concerning. And, and Saquon. Saw, Saquon was not good. Right. I mean, the, and you saw yesterday, and they lost another receiver to injury, Wondale Robinson. They said this morning is torn ACL. You saw yesterday. For the first time in a while, it's like Daniel Jones, go make some plays, and he can't do it. He can't do it. I, they, he was putting together some stuff there at the end. He can't do it. DeMonte was not ready. They were down 18, <laughs> like, immediately, and DeMonte was not ready to give up the Giants were going to win. The, that was bad pick by me, bad job by me. You just also never know what to expect from the Lions, man. I That's know. weird. But the Lions had that wasn't a home game for them. No, I know that, like, that it was. Listen, that was a shocking result for me. I uh, listen. I picked the Giants minus three, and they lost outright. Obviously, I'm shocked by it. It's not what I thought was going to happen. But the to me, it was less about the Lions scoring 31 and more about how well their defense played. 
And the Lions, all of a sudden, by the way, won three in a row. We got them next. The, the Lions, oh, oh, we have them next? Oh. Okay, perfect. All right, go ahead. Speaking of the Lions, they are now uh, on an NFC best three-game win streak. They are frisky, and it seems like they're starting to put it together. Should the rest of the NFC freak out or chill out? The rest of the NFC freak out or chill out? Yeah. I think the rest of the NFC can chill out. I don't think they have to worry about the Lions. <laughs> I mean, I hey, mean, man. A, I don't mean to be rude to the producers, but that, I, I thought you misread that. And then I see it's a graphic. I'm going to say that the NFC does not need to freak out about the Detroit Lions. <laughs> now, it's a good, they had a good win against the Packers. Uh, they're, the, you know, the Packers and Bears wins were final seconds. The game was in the balance in the final seconds. The Giants game, they kicked their ass. Now, what I will say is this. Nothing would be more thrilling than Thanksgiving Day if they can beat the Bills. Yeah. That would be the best Lions win in forever. It would put them alive for that final wild card spot if they were to get to. I think that would put them five and six. I'd love to see them in the playoffs. It would. Well, the playoffs, I think, is a tough putt. But they, the if they could run this thing up to four games, and the Bills are in a weird spot. Because the Bills didn't play well this week, but they no. got the win. They're staying in Detroit, though. It's kind of a weird situation. They went to the Detroit, snow. now they're staying there uh, because they play on Thursday night. But no, I'm going to say the rest of the NFC can go ahead and chill out. All right, next. The Jets almost broke their losing streak versus New England, but they only scored three points. Zach Wilson said he wasn't to blame, but Garrett Wilson said afterwards, we have to be better in the passing game. Is it Joe Flacco time? Should Zach Wilson freak out or chill out? Oh, he should freak out. That was a bad, bad game. Okay. He should freak out. He's the worst quarterback in football. All right. The worst quarterback in football. He was awful last year on a bad team. Worse than Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson though? Way worse than Russell Wilson. They weren't even allowing my dude to throw. Uh, no, they did let him throw. He, look, I'm going to, I got to give you Zach Wilson game log. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is really bad. He got sacked 12 times. The, the, no, he got sacked four times. It's 12 in the two games combined. Oh, yeah. Game. Okay. Yesterday, he was nine of 22 for 77 yards. Yep. The week before, the win, ag and that's coming off a bye. The win against Buffalo, he had 154 yards. The previous week, Against any, by the way, it was it was Mac Jones and Zach Wilson combined. With Twelve, sacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, the previous week they played New England. He threw for three fifty five, but he threw three egregious interceptions in that game. The week before that, he threw for one twenty one. The week before that, he threw for one ten. On the season, he's completing fifty five percent of his passes. Demonze, he has four touchdown passes on the year, to five picks. He has a passer rating of 73. He also seems like a jerk. Also, did you see the story about him from before the season? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a good. <laughs> not, eh, not good. So, no. They, the, the Jets. Uh, the Jets are once again in the market for a quarterback. And here's the thing. I think the Jets are good. Lamar? <laughs> well, I'm, they'd love to get Lamar. They're probably going to end up uh, settling on Jimmy. But um, the, hey. the Jets are good. And that yep. their best running back guys. got hurt a few weeks ago. They have a good running game even without him. Yesterday, obviously, I mean, they had two yards off in the second half. That defense is excellent. 
Salah's great at it, but they need a quarterback. And they're going to win too many games to... Can you imagine? I mean, the Jets might make the playoffs. Can you imagine Zach Wilson in a playoff game? I might take out a home equity loan to bet against Zach Wilson in a playoff game. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, should freak, knows that too. they should freak out. They should absolutely unequivocally freak out. We answer your questions next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in episode 98, What's Right with Nick Wright. So Monday, since we're only doing one other show this week because of Thanksgiving, Monday will be our 100th show. How about that, Demonte? Yep. We're not going to quite get to 100,000 subscribers by Monday, but 100, we're going to get to 100 shows. be great if we get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the football season. Demonte gets a $1,000 bonus there. All right, quickly, are you ready to promote the Twitch stream yet? or are we Yeah, waiting? Dusty made me look like a fool. I should have just tweeted the freaking link, but I tweeted out in all caps. Okay. I was doing something. I feel like I'm okay, ego. nobody knows who Dusty is, so let me just tell the audience. <laughs> Dusty is the... One of the producers and former stats producer and now segment producer for the TV show. He's also a big-time gamer. Uh, Demonte and I also helped Dusty move into his apartment. Not sure how that works. Listen, I'm I'm not saying I'm the best sports television personality in America. I mean, Cowherd and Shannon are exist, so it's hard for me to say I'm the best. I will say I'm the only one that in the last 12 months has I have helped one of my producers carry boxes into their apartment. <laughs> uh, but go ahead. So what did Dusty do? Uh, he I tweeted out in words, uh, and I attached the handle. I said, you know, this mm-hmm. is the handle. Da, da, yeah. da. And then Dusty was just like, you know, just tweet out the link, you idiot. Yeah. He was like, I'll just do it for you you're t- myself. And uh-huh. uh, now I just tweeted the link. Okay, so if you want to, what's the name of the stream? Right Upside Down. 
right upside down. Yeah. Right with a W or no? No, right with a R. Okay, right upside down. Yeah, just like the the analogs on the on the left side. You know, the up right. Yeah. Like I got it. Up right. I yeah, I like it. It's a good Wait. name. So up, right. Okay, don't worry about it. You're fine. That's right. Ups- right upside down. Yeah, I almost forgot my own handle. I, yeah, it's only right been two days. upside down is that if you guys want to watch Demonze get kills on Call of Duty. Here's the yeah. thing. I'm going to need you. I, I I don't, you know, you're a grown man, but we're using this platform to promote that. So I'm going to need a request, okay? <laughs> you're going to have to minorly. <laughs> Like PG thirteen, the language <laughs> for the Call of Duty stream. Every once in a while, I'm up in my room, getting ready to fall asleep, and I think there's been a break in <laughs> because Tomanze is shouting at somebody about Call of Duty. But so right upside down is the Twitch stream. Right. You're gonna get that going. We're gonna try to get those subscriber numbers up big before you move out to LA in a couple months. All right. Before we get to the listener questions and comments, the producer said they wanted us to do something here special. Yes, Thanksgiving plans. Or is that you, not the special? Yeah, thing? no, that's what it, oh, I God. guess. What are the What do they want you? So to we've got a uh, three questions here. We got yeah. game you're most excited about. Give me all the questions. All right, game you're most excited about. Top three Thanksgiving dishes and foods, mm-hmm. and how many plates do you eat? Okay, uh, I'm excited for all the games, and I'm not answering the other questions because that is the most banal cliche stupid sports made media thing that everyone feels like they have to do <laughs> oh are you uh are you do you like the green bean casserole oh Absolutely. are you sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie nobody gives a <laughs> sorry nobody cares everybody likes thanksgiving everybody <laughs> eats food we all watch football we all either tolerate or really right, enjoy our relatives. most excited about, maybe. The, I'm excited about the, It's actually good games. All three games are good games. Because yeah. we already talked about Bills-Lions. That's an interesting game. Yes. The Lions keep it close. Giants-Cowboys, legit, really good, important game. Right. And then Vikings-Patriots uh, at the end of the day. Those are two potential playoff teams. So they're all good games. But I just don't understand how my whole life in sports media People really think, like, oh, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. You know what the audience is tuning in to hear us talk about why turkey is overrated. Oh, you never eat it when it's not Thanksgiving. Why do you eat it on Thanksgiving? Oh, anything you have to slather in gravy must not be that good. Are you a ham? Do you like ham? What are you like apple pie? Or are you more of a lemon meringue? Shut up. And it's such bad content. It's so bad. And everyone in the industry does it. Here's the thing. It's a weird thing about media people because it's not just sports media. You turn on your local chuckle hour news, the morning news show, the kind of lighter, you know, they're not wearing ties, shirts, the top buttons unbuttoned. And it's like, hey, Sandy. What do you got planned for Thanksgiving? It's like, oh, Tom. For a you guy know. that hates this subject, we are sure spending a lot well, of time Well, I mean, on. it's a different, I'm, I'm, do, I'm not telling you about <laughs> what I want to eat. Telling you about how bad this content is so when you invariably consume it over the next 96 hours, when you turn into every podcast, 
and 13 minutes in before <laughs> they've said anything about what the topic is, they're still talking about how their mom made the greatest authentic cranberry sauce. And, oh, you like authentic? I like it straight out of the can, Jerry. Let me tell you, I like it when it has the ridges from the can and you slice it down. Nobody cares. And everybody does it. And it's so bad. Let's get to the listener questions. All right. Well, I know what to talk about on my first stream. Mm -hmm. Wiki C2 says about your play or yeah, says about your playoff proposal. The better conference already has the toughest road with with this change. It would be even harder in the better conference. Well. That's an interesting point you make there, sir. I'm not sure. I got to think about that. I'm not sure that it necessarily would, because if the better conference has the better two seed, then that team can draft over a team from the worst conference. Maybe that's. I don't know. I got to think more about that. You make a decent point. I just know that for the seven seed, I would like it to be the two best available teams, not conference, not assigned to the conference. But you make a potentially good point that I got to think about more next. All right. Charlie Ruby says, Nick, you just need to stop betting on the Bears. Fields has been tremendous, but our offensive line is the worst pass blocking line in the league and our defense can't pressure anybody. Hold on. I don't think I lost the Bears bet this week. What the Bears lost by three, didn't they? They lost by th yeah, it's a push. I don't yeah, need to yeah, push is fine. Yeah, there's no that means there was no way to pick a winner there. The push was fine. But and we'll talk about it on the gambling show. Charlie Ruby doesn't count pushes. Okay, well only dubs. Okay, well that's fine. I the and listen, I, I do have a bad record this year on betting on like the Raiders, the Bears, and the Jags. Like, I put a lot of my hard-earned money on teams with bad records. All right, next. Yeah, Christian Law says Nick's going to be a great, grumpy old man. By the, by the way. He's going in a home. That's a yeah. great movie, Demonte, from what? my childhood. What? It's a movie called Grumpy great? Old Men. Okay. Grun they, they even made a sequel that was pretty good. Jack Lemmon and the other guy. I forgot his name. Uh, I watched that. That's like. When my before my parents split up, when we would do like family stuff together, like I, I have like a very very happy great family memory of Thanksgiving Christmas time going to see Grumpy Old Men. I think you'd like it. Yeah, it's kind of like, like I've heard of it before. It's it's, it's I mean, it's I think it, maybe it doesn't hold up well. I bet it does. I actually bet there are some jokes in there that these days like would get you canceled. Right. But um, but it's a it, it, that's a good movie. All right, next. Bobby asks, will DeMonte be returning to the gambling picks next week? Hey, man, not coming back without a dub. I will tell you what I bet on the weekend come the next gambling show, but uh, I have not had anything no, that DeMonte's, I would be DeMonte, comfortable putting on. Yeah, so. DeMonte's not doing great. DeMonte, I mean, the, the, listen, DeMonte's now. The, yesterday, I mean, my best picks were the Bengals and the Commanders. So I feel like that. Yeah, that's good. But everything. you paired it with five bad ones yeah. in your <laughs> weekly seven-teamer. Yeah. But luckily, you're, I mean, luckily. My first one was a $5 free bet. And then my second one was $10. Yeah, 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 he's doing good on not pressing right. for a lot of money. All right, uh, next. Uh, Wiki2 says, question for DeMonte, how big was the GOAT? The goat that ate half your jeans. All right, oh. man. I actually think this is a good look. I like these jeans. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, and then about? there was one other NBA question about Ben Simmons. What are you wearing, Philly, with you And will he be guarding Ben Simmons or Embiid? Shout out to Ben Simmons, by the way. 
Played really well yesterday. 20 points. He's yeah, high. He's had a, a season-best game three games exactly. in a row. It's gotten better each time. We mentioned play off the top. All right, this was a really good show. I got to get to the TV show and brag about the Chiefs for about 90 minutes. Uh, U.S. 2 nothing over Wales is my pick. You can get that 12-1 to right now. Also, you can still get Argentina and Brazil parlayed to win their groups at even money. I, g- I gave that out. Oh, and I gave out. I don't know if you can still get this one or not. But the one other World Cup uh, gambling pick that I really liked, I think you can still get it. I'm not certain, though, since the groups have started. But let's just assume you could. I got this at eight and a half to one. These five teams to all advance. Denmark, Croatia, Mexico, the U.S., and Uruguay. That's plus 860. And then Brazil and Argentina both to win their groups. That's even money. All right. Uh, great show, Demonze. Great job to our producers in L.A. Uh, I will talk to everybody Wednesday-ish with our gambling show for Week 12 in the NFL. What's right?